if you now take all of that complexity away and just think about how fast, like rapid content creation with audio is, you don't need the $500 mic. You can use a $12 lapel mic from Amazon. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today we've got Nora Sutter talking about how to use audio to promote your brand. Nora, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Hey Jill, thanks for having me. Awesome to be here. So for our uninitiated listeners, let us know a little bit about you. Absolutely. Uh, so I kind of took that traditional path um, to success. So not your typical entrepreneurial path. I kind of went through corporate. So that's kind of where I started my career here in the States. Kind of went through that, you know, got a handful of college degrees, started actually in computer science uh, back when there weren't really many females in computer science. So kind of took that tech route. I was a pretty big nerd. Um, still am. Love, uh, love all the tech. Uh, but kind of took that traditional path, you know, got my MBA, was, you know, set on climbing the corporate ladder and then uh, and had a great time. Like, don't regret any, you know, part of of that choice. Uh, had a lot of great experiences, worked with a lot of great companies, uh, helped a lot of companies grow, whether it was through just transformational growth or mergers and acquisitions. So just had a, a ton of experience that ultimately, I think, helped me on the path I am now. Um, I ended up leaving and retiring from corporate. I launched my own marketing agency that hit multiple six figures in less than nine months. Uh, it was around the time, so to date me, I guess a little bit, uh, WordPress was pretty much our only option, but ClickFunnels was pretty brand new. I mean, brand spanking new. Like Russell was doing some of his very first webinars. Um, and I was like, hey, why not? Let's just try a new tool, right? I haven't met a tech tool that I don't love or haven't been able to you know, figure out pretty quickly and ended up using it for clients and having some really awesome success. Uh, got into Russell's orbit through coaching programs and all like the typical stuff that we always do. But he found out about the success I was having with building funnels and strategically kind of architecting marketing campaigns for clients and kind of tapped me and said, hey, would you be willing to shut down your agency and come and rebuild our certification program? And so I... I wasn't planning on, I mean, shifting careers again, right? Like you you leave your six-figure kind of corporate job and that's kind of risky. And then, you know, building this marketing agency that I was like, okay, you know, I did it. I successfully escaped the cute, you know, like that, that, that corporate kind of place. But it was Russell. How do you say no to Russell Brunson, right? And one of the, what ended up being one of the fastest, you know, growing SaaS companies in the world. And so, um, it was a great opportunity. I ended up building a couple of seven-figure programs for Russell. I've since helped grow up, you know, helped design and been on the backside of creating a few other certification and, and coaching programs that have generated seven figures and overall have helped other people sell about half a billion dollars of stuff online. Um, so it's to get to this point and then now to be back in tech with Hello Audio, it's the perfect place to be. Well, I'm not sure I was expecting that either. So <laughs> Uh, let me break that down. So um, our listeners are mostly business owners. Um, obviously, you and I know who Russell Brunson is. Uh, I'm I'm haunted around this internet by Russell Brunson and Dan Kennedy and, and pictures of them like swearing at each other and explosions and stuff. But um, he is, if not the biggest, one of the biggest hitters in the marketing world. Yes. And everyone has their opinions on, you know, whether... 
uh, bro marketing or the style of marketing, or you can you can disagree or you can agree with some of the the tactics. What you what we can't deny is the success that that he's had, and and he's skilled beyond every measure. I mean, and he's a really he's a great person. I mean, I, I've seen him. You know, he's just a great human being. He's he's changed the game. He's um he's made um marketing about relationships. Well, well, I mean, it's always been about relationships, but he's made that front and center. Uh, he was talking about value stacking and offers long before they were fashionable. Um, he'd taken a lot of what Dan Kennedy taught in the 50s and 60s and made it useful today. You know, And off the back of that, you've got people like Alex Hormozy, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, preaching from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, it, at least when I started, funnels were not a mainstream word right now okay some people think it's like the next dirty f word but like it's it wasn't a mainstream word and and to see what you know he has done and what click funnels has done to make it a mainstream word i mean that in and of itself is is pretty amazing to to see the transformation i think there's a lot of folks now if you're a business owner listening to this you probably know what a funnel is right so that's really cool. I think historically, people probably knew what a sales funnel was. And in their mind, it was a cold call followed by a warm-up sequence followed by a sale. And now people aren't sure what the difference between a marketing funnel and a sales funnel is. And that's because of Russell. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's like, I think people are like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a page. <laughs> it's a series of pages. Right. And it, it's just it's amazing to see the transformation, you know, and I it, there's a lot that has happened in this industry, you know, pre pandemic, post pandemic, a lot of changes and how we market and how we have to market to get attention and and to get leads and what used to work. The marketing of, you know, circa 2015 or 2016, that doesn't work anymore. And leads don't cost the same as they used to back in the day. Right. So for folks that are just starting out, they they have a very different journey ahead of them than than a lot of the the folks that you see today that have had a lot of success they just had different variables that that they were dealing with and so it's it's amazing playing on a different field that's the absolutely yeah it's the different i mean even for our agency it's the difference between five years ago a lead costing us a dollar and now a lead costing us 25 dollars for the same value lead yep it's true i think that the I will say this, from what I'm seeing now, um, I saw them, to your point, dollar or cents on the dollar is what we were, you know, getting back in the day. And then, you know, to go to 25 to 50, to depending on your industry, right, you're paying lots, a lot, a lot for a lead. I've seen it come back down a little, but I really only think that's because a lot of folks are starting to exit ads because they're like, oh, it's not working. So I'm just going to pull ads. So I think there's probably a little bit more supply and that's why we're starting to see costs come down, but they're still nowhere near what they used to be. So we're not seeing that in the UK because our currency is bombing and everything, everything in digital ads is based on the dollar. So, so where, um, if it was dollar price, yeah, we are actually seeing a reduced cost per lead. Because not that not, much, but maybe a little. Yeah, yeah. but because it, because the pound's so bad, we're not. But enough about Russell. Talk to us about what you're doing now. Yes. So I am working with Hello Audio. So because a lot of people know about podcasts, right? Like this is an amazing podcast. And most times people think about a podcast, they think about shows like this, right? And so 
What what people may not realize is that this is a public podcast and there's a difference between a public podcast and a private podcast, which some people don't even know exists. So, you know, you've got shows like this that are amazing. Anyone can subscribe to it, which if you're not subscribed, definitely want to hit that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss episodes like this. But it, 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 they're available to the general public. Everyone gets the same content at the same time, right? You, you, you will publish this episode and every one of your subscribers will get it at the same time. Private podcasts are a little bit different in the sense that they still use the same convenient, easy to use apps that this podcast is playing on, right? So they, it's super convenient. You can stick that phone in your pocket, turn off the screen, go about your day, right? Audio is just magical in the sense that it fits into those little pockets of time that we're not sitting at the computer, right? When we're walking our dog or doing the dishes or that kind of stuff. So audio is just great in general for increasing your ability to reach your audience. And what private podcasts do is now it opens up the podcast as, as a communication vehicle. It's almost like the new inbox. And because with private podcasts, you can actually gate your content, which means you can require an opt-in or even a purchase you can keep that premium content behind uh, up this private podcast and you have a lot more flexibility in how you deliver it. So you can have date-based private podcasts where everyone gets the same content on a specific date, just like, you know, we do with conventional public podcasts. But now we can do a lot kind of a more ninja stuff. We could do evergreen sequences. So that means if you're running a challenge, if you're running, you know, maybe a 30-day meditation sequence or something like that, my day one, if I opted into your podcast, could be today. Whereas if you opted in next week, your day one is next week. And we're listening to the same feed, but we're on different schedules that are based on when we raised our hand and said we were interested. So you can do that. And what we've done at Hello Audio is take it to another level. And we kind of are acting like a CRM in the sense that you can now tag your listeners. Because with you, you know, as with your public podcast, you see how many downloads, you can see how many people are listening but you can't see who specifically is listening. And with that's kind of where the magic of private podcasts come in because they're tied to your unique email address. You have much more granular ability to, to kind of do lead scoring, right? So you can kind of see who those super listeners are that are, are really kind of binging your content. And now you can, with tags, say, oh, I, this, this is a non-buyer or this is a buyer. And now you can tailor the content in that podcast based on those tags. So not only are you using audio to increase reach, which is an amazing tool in and of itself, you're using a podcast app so no one's downloading MP3s and losing them on their phone. It's all right there. So you've got this really great, convenient communication channel. Now you're able to actually be more relevant and give them relevant episodes or relevant pre-roll and post-roll based on segmentation, which is pretty cool. So does that mean, um, again, I think I know what it means, but just for the listeners, does that mean you could take people on a different podcast journey depending on how they've been tagged? Yes, absolutely. So for example, let's say um, you have a, you put together a lead magnet. Okay. So you put together, you use a private podcast instead of that ebook that everyone downloads and it goes to the graveyard of PDFs, right? So we're going to use a private podcast instead of having that PDF go to the graveyard what you can do is if they take a quiz or you're, you're segmenting, maybe they're really interested or maybe it's they're based on their company size. Let's say you do leadership training. Maybe your content might be more relevant if, if they have a size of over a thousand employees. 
or maybe under 100 employees, right? So we're, we have to be, but they opt into the same feed. I want to get the top 10 tips for, you know, getting my employees quality leadership training. But based on those tags, you can now put different episodes in that only those tags will receive. And that way you're able to kind of have them raise their hand, but make that content a lot more relevant based on the data you have from your leads. Amazing. That's, that's so powerful. So how, how long have you been doing this? Uh, we are actually just about to celebrate our two-year anniversary. So we did this. Initially, it was a manual process. And it, initially, it was actually called Podcast Your Course. Because as we, you know, I've created a, a number of seven-figure coaching and certification programs, and I've helped people with courses. Our, our co-founders, uh, Derek and Lindsay Padilla, are also former community college professors. So I mean, they everything about teaching and, and they're so passionate. We're all very passionate about having our students complete the course, right? We're just, I'm obsessed with client success. And what we saw in the industry, and this was really a hot topic, you know, maybe a few years ago where it was like, no one, the course completion rate is abysmal, right? Depending on the study, it was like 3%, maybe you would get as high as 20%. But there were also a number of people that never logged in to your course or to your LMS or your learning management system, depending on where you're hosting your stuff, right? And it's not that your content isn't good, right? I think that's where a lot of online educators or a lot of entrepreneurs, like I spent all this time creating these videos. And, and I put this course together and it's not being consumed. And what audio did by being able to podcast your course and, and still protect your content in that private podcast and now allow people to listen on the go, it, it dramatically improves con just consumption rates. And when they consume it, they get results. We actually have a case study for Hello Audio where we have a, a member that didn't change a thing about her course or her content. She helps people launch podcasts. And ended up seeing a 400% success rate jump in, in client success just by putting the content in a private podcast. Because all that did, it's not rocket science. If it's easier to consume the content, people do. And when they do, they t they're a lot more likely to take action and, and do the things they need to do to get the results they want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, the first time I came across private podcasts was in a mentorship program because uh, it was a delivery method where every Monday on the commute to work, that coach knew he could get us. And, and, he, and he kept them all under 15 minutes because in his head, the average commute's 32 minutes. So if he keeps it lower than that. He's good. It'll get consumed. It'll get consumed on that Monday morning. And the notification popped up by SMS and through the app every Monday, just before I got in the car. And I'm still with that coach now and I still get his private podcast. And you're still listening. Yeah. And how, and even is it, so take it from the listener experience. If that was a video that you had to log in and remember, go into a site and log in and, and watch it, how, how likely were you to actually do that every week? Yeah. And how many, uh, videos do businesses make or guidebooks do businesses make that would be better consumed as audio? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And, and how less expensive and how much, you know, less of a pain is it to be able to create audio than video? I know if you're listening to this, right, if you've ever tried to create a video course or you've thought about it and you're like, man, I want to monetize my expertise, but the thought of PowerPoint slides or the, the thought of Google slides, the thought of getting camera ready, 
the thought of editing video where you maybe you're over, you know, to one side and you're making weird faces or whatever, you know, you change your hair, whatever that is. If you now take all of that complexity away and just think about how fast, like rapid content creation with audio is, you don't need the $500 mic. You can use a $12 lapel mic from Amazon, right? They make a lot of, re we have remastering tools. We actually integrate with Dolby.io, right? And Hello Audio. You can click a button and your audio sounds professional, like you do have that $500 mic, which is amazing. And so there's just so much out there today, I think, with audio, even if you just create audio only courses, there's a lot more opportunity. And, and like you said, you go through all that hassle and it's like a talking head video and people could have just as easily got as much value out of it, if not more, if they would have listened to it over audio. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, let's think of a real life example. If you're a six figure business, um, thinking about maybe you've got some decisions to make, whether to start a Facebook group, uh, a YouTube channel, or to go down the route of a private audio experience, um, why should they choose the private audio experience? So it depends on what your goals are and what you're doing. I would say, um, and what you're budget is and realistically what you're going to be the most consistent with, right? Because, it, you know, we talk about, we've seen the big push the last couple of years and, you know, we've lived it, probably you and I, right? Where it's like content, content, content. Content is king. Content is queen. Create more content. You're not creating enough content. <laughs> All the things. And that can really burn people out. It can be really exhausting, especially if it's something that you don't enjoy doing. If it's something, if you're choosing a medium that isn't really natural for you, like if you're not the best writer and you're forcing yourself to write, chances are it's not going to get done or it could have gotten done in, in a different way. And what we find is that a lot of people are a lot more consistent with audio because it doesn't require uh, the, the camera ready, you know, hair and makeup. It doesn't require slides. It, it just, for a lot of folks too, even though they may be professionals and they've been in front of people their entire lives, once they get on camera, it's like they freeze or like, you know, it just, it's like, wait, what am I talking about again? It's, it's not as natural. And that comes across in your video, right? Whereas if with audio, you're just having a conversation, you know, more of your personality comes out and, you know, more of, of your, just your story and it's more intimate and you're able to form more connections. So I, I would say audio is great, especially if, if you, you know it's going to be easier and faster and allow you to be more consistent with that creation. And, and the other thing is, you know, we're not anti-video. I, I think that's a big thing is I'm, I'm definitely a lot. Video is great. Audio is just easier. And so, you know, with and if you love creating video and you're that person, I, that's a fantastic what you can do then is take that video and just reuse it and repurpose it and provide another communication channel or another medium for your people to consume it. Because even though you love creating video, maybe other people don't love sitting, you know, hours on, on end, like watching it or, or, you know, consuming it in that way. And with Hello Audio, you can literally drag and drop a video file. We'll strip out the audio for you. You don't even have to go to those weird janky sites to like <laughs> strip out your audio for you. You probably shouldn't be out anyway. Uh, God only knows what malware they've got, but we'll do that for you and make it super easy to repurpose content that you already have too. So it's a great, It's I think from a, a creation standpoint, it's one of the fastest and one of the easiest just for to let you be consistent. And then from a repurposing standpoint, even if you do use the YouTube channel or the Facebook channel, because that's where your people are, awesome. You should always make those choices based on where your people are and what they're consuming. 
in that case, you have a private podcast to test to see if your consumption goes up just by adding it. Yeah. 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 I love that. I mean, um, to kind of, uh, back that up, we are, we're a marketing company. We do a lot of content. We like to think we're quite good at doing content. And yet when we have behind closed doors conversations about where are we most ourselves, where are we most authentic, it always comes back to when Andy and I are talking on the podcast, because it, the temptation on video is to be, to try and be a better version of yourself. Um, and sometimes the temptation in written word is to try and be a more persuasive version of yourself where on audio after five minutes those things kind of go out the window and you you just kind of relax into it and start talking about films that you probably shouldn't be watching when you're meant to be working and you know what happened on game of thrones last night and it all it all comes down to kind of personality and then the amount of clients we've gained who have just said oh, well i've listened to about 50 of your podcasts it's taking you 50 podcasts to get in touch. And then, and then they're like, yeah, but then you said something that really resonated with me and I thought I should pick up the phone. And you don't get that with a YouTube video. No, you don't get that. And you rarely will get that with a blog or with a Twitter thread or, right? It's, it's to your point, it's the connection. You know, in, and I know there's university studies that like all over that examine, you know, what's the the most memorable medium, communication medium. And video is great, but audio always wins. Audio, because it's more intimate. If you think about, you know, what how most people consume audio, it's with headphones or, you know, earbuds or or whatever. And you're you're right there. You're in their ear. They've they've blocked out the rest of the world. Right. And it's it's just it's different. Whereas I don't know if I can't speak for you, but for me, if I'm at my workstation and I'm watching video, I have 80 other tabs open and that's just life. That's just a normal, you know, CEO kind of like, you know, function or you know, running a business. And so they don't necessarily have my complete attention as if I'm, you know, kind of in that more intimate setting. And with with audios, these studies have found time and time again that audio is the most effective. It's the most effective to get people to remember. It's the most effective to, and it, they measure heart rate, they measure all these really cool things, but ultimately audio is how people, is is more likely to get people to take action. And I think not only just that stat, which is great, it's like, okay, well, that's one thing, but are my people really listening to podcasts? If we look at the numbers, at least here in the States, we look at hundreds of millions of Americans are listening to audio content on their mobile device. And the number of hours that they're consuming audio content on their mobile device is rivaling the number of hours that they're watching Netflix. So they're already there. So it's like, why are we not meeting people where they're already at in a medium that we know helps create stronger connections with them? I mean, to me that, it, and, and it's easy. It'd be different if it was like, oh gosh, it's going to take, you know, so much work and to get up and running. It's, this is an easy, this is an inexpensive experiment for a business owner. Why not do it? Sure. And I guess the other point is it's less of a concern for employers as well. They will allow their employees to have headphones and sit there and listen to podcasts as long as they get their work done. There's no way they're going to let them sit there and watch YouTube. Nope, not at all. They'll, they'll probably, and, and same thing sometimes with schools, right? Or you like some of these university campuses. I know my, my kids, they'll block YouTube. 
as a URL. It's like a lot of employers, they just won't even allow that URL to load for what, you know, for their policies. But no one's really blocking those podcast apps. No one's blocking the, the, they allow them to, well, like you said, the headphones, they can go on in the break room. They can go, they can, when you're exercising, when you take a walk over lunch, like it's, you're able to read, you're just, you're unlocking all the hours of the day when those people are not fully focused on video. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a couple more questions for you. Um, my first one, a bit unrelated to podcasts, but it might be, it might be audio based. What's the best mistake you've ever made? Oh, I've made so many. <laughs> That's good. That's probably why you're successful. Yeah, it's so. true. I mean, I think part of, and part of why I, I'm not a, I, I was, I, I would say I grew up as a perfectionist um, when I was very, very young. Um, and I was probably a lot more fearful of making mistakes when I was younger. And now I look at it as almost like, yes, that's like, I should be celebrated because you, you know, you made an attempt. Um, you know, I, some people will say, um, I actually just had a conversation. They're like, oh, I, I can't believe you got your MBA. Or I can't, you you know, there's, there's so many people in this entrepreneurial space that are against traditional education and universities and things like that. And like, how do you have three college degrees? Like, that's crazy. That was like, why did you make that mistake? I don't think it's a mistake. I think it, it gave me a lot of experience. You know, I look back on that and I think it it really provided that business backbone especially combine that with the corporate experience to be able to really excel. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that, don't have that business experience. And so they struggle with like the financial aspect or some of the business strategy or the business model and those types of things. Um, you know, so while some people have kind of came out and said like, well, that was a mistake. Like, I, I don't think that was a mistake. I think it was really, really beneficial. I would say, you know, from, oh, gosh, all the other things that I've done too, um, I've spent time creating things I've never launched. Um, there's a lot of lessons I've learned along the way where, you know, hindsight's always 2020, but I've always learned something from it. You know, I've taken on the wrong clients for sure. I'm, I'm sure as an agency, you can probably look back, you know, hindsight's always 2020, but there's nothing that I, every single one of those mistakes has made me a better business owner. It's made me a better person. It's made me you know, grow in ways that I would have never been able to experience by reading that, you know, like, oh, don't do this. Okay. Right. It, you just, it's, it's a totally different level of transformation when you make those mistakes and, and you're able to gain from them. I, I think it's all me. It's just, I've, I've, it's a learn, it's a learning experience. It's, it's not something it, that you should be ashamed of or have shame or dirty pain around because you failed. You should be excited that you you did it. You took action, and you know you learned something from it. Yeah, no, I love that. I think um, I had exactly the same experience. I thought I was a perfectionist, and actually, it was uh, a habit of continuing to fail until it was better. And then, and then when you change the association to uh, to realize that, it make it makes you feel a lot, a lot better in my life. True. You're like, oh wait, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> That's actually, this is actually a really positive thing. It's nothing that I need to. It's the it's the labels, right? Especially in this entrepreneurial space, there's a lot of folks that want to label you. 
There's a there's a lot of folks through their marketing will make you want to feel behind, like you're not going fast enough or the fear of missing out, right? These are all marketing things that we've seen. And there's there's just every time you make a mistake, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just this is actually something to be celebrated. You've learned something. And I think that's fantastic. That's awesome. So final question. What's your favorite film and why? Ah, oh, this is a hard one. I will say this. I I have never had a single favorite film, but I am I've watched every single Marvel movie. That is, we're, our family is big on the Marvel movies. So all the, the, so we've seen every single one. Um, we've probably seen them multiple times. And, and so it's like, well, really, you don't strike me as a Marvel person, right? Oh, you and do. You used to be a computer scientist. So, so it's, it's a normal thing, I, I, right? I think this, you're just filling the stereotype. I mean, it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. It, I, but it's, it's interesting is even as a mom, right? But it's, it's about, story it's about losing yourself it's about emotion it's about hope it's about i mean it has all the amazing components of of a compelling story and i think for for folks and i i I won't speak for you but i know for a lot of us and probably a lot of you listening to this if you're kind of one of those classic overachievers it can be really difficult to shut off your brain Right. For me specifically, I know I, I struggle with that and I have for years. And when you're able to go into a really good story, it happens naturally, which I absolutely love. Um, you don't start analyzing necessarily like the story arc, like all of that kind of stuff, which is, is a marketer. You can very easily kind of slip into you're like, oh, I can every single TV commercial Every, I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. That was really good. This was bad. And this is, you know, it's it's hard to kind of flip that switch. But I think one of the reasons I love the Marvel movies so much is that they're so entertaining. It's it's a lot easier for me to kind of flip that switch and just enjoy instead of, you know, being sitting in the in the theater and kind of analyzing the the storyline. And I think like with with Marvel films in particular and, and make the same argument about Star Wars and a few others. Because there's a formula, as a like entrepreneurial mind, you can go in quite relaxed about not trying to figure out the formula, because it it's okay. There's there's no there's not really going to be any surprises. Just just watch and enjoy. Just absorb, and I I like that. And sometimes when films are a little bit more complicated or uh, there's time jumps, or they try to catch you out you start trying to decipher the structure rather than enjoy the movie. Yes. It, and it's hard not to because, it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of that person that I see patterns, I see frameworks, I see in everything. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to create courses and coaching programs and, you know, if, if I wasn't that person. But that also can be a curse when you're, you know, kind of looking at or watching movies or watching, you know, you end up watching commercials or you're analyzing, you know, somebody's, political ad or whatever it might be right it's like i can't you can't turn that off but to your point i think once you kind of know that you're just going to be entertained you can kind of let a lot of that go and that's it's a nice break when you don't typically take breaks yeah no my wife hates that because we'll be watching like a new drama series together 10 minutes in i'm like he's the murderer he did it i yeah. know and she's like what do you mean he's the nicest guy in it yep murderer that's why yeah yeah he did it um so I'm not letting you get away with this. What's the best Marvel film? Okay, this is hard. There's a right there's, answer as well. 
Is there a right answer? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know. Oh man, this is. I mean, there's definitely some I've enjoyed more than others for sure. Um, I will fully admit to crying um, in Endgame. Um, I was fine with Endgame until they accidentally cut in a scene of Ant Man when he was giant when he should have been small. And it, there's it, that. It took me out of the. It took me out of it. Yeah, you know, but I've. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the Spider Man series. I've Doctor Strange. I've loved all of those. I mean, I even watched the original Hulk like this without without Mark. So it's you know it's I've I've seen a lot, and you know I don't know if I have a favorite one, mostly because I enjoyed all the storylines, and a diff- they're just in a different way. Even though they're all Marvel movies, they're just different, and they hit you. We do in the new. That love and thunder, Thor, love and thunder, that was that was wild, right? Like that uh, was I, extreme. I haven't seen that yet. I'm, it, I'm, oh, I'm I won't even spoil it. It was just, it was wild, right? It was just very different than, you know, Ragnarok or something. Like it was, it's they're all good for for all the different reasons. So I don't, I can't say that I have a favorite. I just love seeing them all. And Black Panther didn't even get a mention. I do love Black Panther. I'm actually. Um, I'm a little nervous about this next one. Yeah, me too. I'm a little nervous how they're going to handle it because I really don't want to be disappointed. Um, between, right, like I wasn't super thrilled what they did with Black Widow. Um, like it, it just did what, you know, was, that was, was a little a bit, disappointing. Bit forced. It felt very unnatural. I didn't love it. Um, and Black Panther was so meaningful for so many people. And it was just so amazing. I'm, I'm honestly a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But that means they did a good job the first time. So Yes. Yes. Otherwise I wouldn't be so invested. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for being such an awesome guest. What's the oh, best way me. for people to reach out to you? Yeah, you can connect with me personally at norasudith.com. And if you want to find out more about Hello Audio, you can find out at helloaudio.fm. Awesome. That's like a pro. Thank you for being such a great guest. Take care. Thanks. You too.